And now, on Prophetic Faith. gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here prophetic faith i am pastor robbie barrett pastor of accelerant faith ministries in tazel virginia tonight we're going into part two of volume one of distractions we have learned the the deadly effects of distractions the the cost of it that it's not just things here and there just little hiccups in life that's not important these things are never to be underestimated because they are sent to sabotage the plans that God has for you. But we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, as Paul declares. We are learning how to get the advantage, how to focus, and how to pinpoint what is being distra what distraction is the enemy sending my way to try to pull me off of the path that God wants me to have. This is very good teaching, and it's really going to help you. So let's get on into the message, and I will see you at the end of the program. Look at Mark 8, 27. Here's a, here's a good example. Mark 8, 27 and through tw uh, 33. This is the AMP version. It says, Then Jesus and his disciples went to the village of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, he said, Whom do you say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. But others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter replied to him, you, in contrast to the others, are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Then Jesus strictly warned them not to tell anyone about him. One of the other gospels, uh, Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. Let's go to the next verse. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must of necessity suffer many things and be rejected as the Messiah by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and must be put to death, but after three days will rise from the dead to life. And he was, state, and he was stating the matter plainly, not holding anything back. Then Peter, somebody say then Peter, took him aside and began to reprimand him go to the next verse but turning around with his back to peter and seeing his disciples he rebuked peter saying get behind me satan for your mind is not set on god's will or his values and purpose but on what pleases what man Whoo, that's good look at this ray i'm gonna show you something how do i avoid distractions now that I know that I cannot underestimate them. I can't just, oh, it's no big deal, you know, that I spent five hours on a video game instead of the Word or whatever. H how do I do that? Watch this. 
because they can come from anyone and anywhere. I want you to look at something here. Do you think, let me ask you something. Do you think that Satan won't use people who's closest to you to try to distract you? I'm going to show you something today. See, that's why you got to be on guard. Because uh, so many times he don't so many times he don't use strangers, he'll use people closest to you to try to pull your focus off. Now look at here, so here's Peter. Peter is declaring, one moment he's declaring that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, whom God has sent, right? To save the world. And then the next, watch this. And then the next, Peter is doing what? He's rebuking him. Let me, let me tell you what Jesus did. How many knows that Jesus, the Bible records that Jesus would often go off into a solitary place, right? Do you ever wonder why that was? Well, it's to, you know, pray and spend time with the Father. Well, let's go deeper than that. Why? Let me tell you why. Because in a solitary place is where you learn what is priority and where you learn how to discern what matters and what doesn't. Let me say it again. So while Jesus would take himself off to a solitary place, here's what was going on. He was learning from the Father what was priority. And you, let me tell you something. The only way you're going to learn what's priority in your life is you've got to let God lead you and guide you in all truth. Amen? He's got to show you what is top priority for your life. Oh, let me say it like this. Watch this. What's priority for me may not be priority for you. A lot of it has to do with your assignment. Come on, somebody, are you with me this morning? A lot of it has to do with your purpose. All right, so he would, Jesus would go into the secret place and do what? He would do this because he knew that the assignment that God had placed on him was important, right? All of humanity was hanging in the balance. So guess what? Would you agree with me that Jesus did not have time to be distracted? He didn't have time to do so. He had a mission. He had an assignment, a purpose that he had to fulfill. So watch this. Jesus removed distractions. How? By letting the Spirit lead him and guide him into all truth. What's, watch this. If I let the Spirit lead me and guide me into all truth, I can't be deceived. Right? If I know what is really truth and what isn't, then I can't be deceived. And how did he do this? By doing this, by going to a solitary place, he gained perception of priorities, but he also, watch this, he learned how to recognize and discern. Discern what? What were distractions and what wasn't? Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you something. You can tell somebody's priorities. You can tell by somebody's priorities whether they've been spending time with God or not. I don't care what you say. Come on. 
I can tell by your actions, by what you do, by how you treat the things of God, the house of God, whatever you want to call it. I can tell whether you've been spending time with God or not. See, when you're not spending time with God, you lose that discernment to recognize distractions. I'm giving you something good today. You, learn, you lose that recognition of how to discern. But why is that so important? Because the same man who just praised him was the same man that was trying that Satan was using to distract him off of the purpose of God. You better get this today. I told you, Satan can use anybody, anywhere. It just depends. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Peter was not of Satan. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He was not of Satan. Just at that time, he was in his flesh. And how many knows that there are times that you and I, we can be in our flesh. Somebody say amen. So that's why you got to be able to recognize discernment. What is of God and what is a distraction? Woo! All right, so watch this. All right, so, so get this. That's how, watch this, because Jesus did that, because he learned how to know what priority was and because he could recognize the sermon, that's how he could praise Peter one minute and rebuke him when he needed to the next. Woo, come on. He knew that, watch this, he knew that at one moment Peter was listening to the right spirit. Come on. And But then at another point, he had to rebuke Peter because he knew that Peter was not listening to the Spirit of God. He was listening to a demonic spirit. Somebody say amen if you're receiving this today. See, we're going to learn how to do this. See, from now on, you're going to judge everything by the Word of God. Somebody say amen. From now on. We are going to judge everything in our life by the Word of God. Simply put, that means this. If it does not line up with the Word, it is not of God and I'm not receiving it. Amen? I don't care who tells it to me. I don't care who said what. I am judging now by the Word of God. Because just a few minutes beforehand, here Peter was. Declaring the truth. And just a few minutes later, I want you to think about if Jesus would have took that to heart. Can you all say flashback? Let's go back to the temptations. Here Satan is trying the same thing he did before again. You say, what are you talking about? Did he not present all the kingdoms to him? and said, all these kingdoms in their glory, I'll give to you if you just bow down and worship me. You don't have to go to the cross. Come on. You don't have to suffer. You can have the crown without the cross. Come on, somebody. And here Peter, he's using Peter now. He sees a a window of opportunity, and here Satan is using Peter to say the same statement. Oh, heaven forbid that you would go to the cross. Now, I know you're the Messiah. I know you're the king. But you don't have to suffer. You don't have to go to the cross. And the Bible says the Greek literally says it like this. All right? All the disciples 
as soon as Peter said that, Jesus looked at all of them. You want to know why he looked at all of them? Because he knew that all of them were thinking the same thing that Peter was saying. Woo, watch this, watch this. Then he looks at Peter and sternly rebukes him. Now what's he say? Jesus lets us in on a revelation right here. I don't know if you've ever caught this before. But watch this. He lets us in on a revelation. He lets us in on Satan's mindset. What is his mindset? Ooh, if I know his mindset, guess what? I can detect and discern what's of God and what is it, right? In my life. So the Bible says you do not mind the things of God. Notice what he says. He says, you seek after, you value what pleases what? Man. Oh, that's a whole nother message in itself. You know that angels desire to be like us? You know that, right? They desire, Why? Because we were the first beings ever to be made in the image and the likeness of God. They had never seen anything like that before. They had never... Watch this. The Bible says, what is man that God visits him? They had never seen that before. God had never visited an angel. And do you think, for, watch this, do you not think that Satan doesn't want what you have? That's why, watch this, that's why his agenda is things that pleases man. Because if he can get what pleases man, he can get man. Watch this. Okay, so right away, that's going to tell me something. Anything that is pulling me away from the things of God with the things that please man, that pleases my carnality, come on, is a distraction. Come on, somebody. Y'all need to say amen. You want a good example? I don't care what nobody said. Facebook Live did not take the place of church. I'm sorry. That was a carnal, that was carnal deception of the enemy. That's what pleases man. Who doesn't want to sit on a couch in pajamas and say amen and hallelujah? Come on. That's what pleases your flesh. How many knows you got to say no to when you want to sleep in in the morning? You got to say no to the flesh, amen. And if any morning you want to sleep in, you know it's always Sunday morning. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's always Sunday. You're just so comfortable in the bed, you know, you're just all warm and cozy. You don't want to get up. He says, You seek after the things that pleases man. What would please the flesh? I don't have to go to the cross. I don't have to suffer. I can still be king. I can still have a crown. But here's what, guess what? Here's the sabotagement of that. You ready? Without the cross, there was no us. There was no us. So what if he would have been a king? What good is a king if you got nobody to rule over Somebody say amen. 
What, what good is winning and, and if you got nobody to celebrate with? Whew. You and I cannot afford. Now notice what Jesus did. As soon as Peter said this, he recognized it right away. This is a distraction. Now what would most of us have done? Oh, maybe he's right. Maybe Peter's on to something. Because he had just, you know, he had just said something from God a few minutes ago. Maybe he's on to something. We judge by the word and the will of God. Amen? I don't care how popular it is. If it's not with the will of God, if it's not with the word of God, it is a distraction. And here's what I'm telling you. As soon as he heard that, he rebuked him and dealt with it right away. What does that tell you and me? We cannot afford to be distracted. Can't. Why? Because we must fulfill our purpose. Amen? 2 Corinthians 2 Verses 10 and 11. Notice what this says. It says, To whom you forgive anything, I will forgive also. For if I have forgive anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgive I it in the person of Christ. Next verse. He says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. It's not the people or the things that is the problem. People's not your problem. The things in itself are not your problem. It is the spirit of deception that can attach itself behind them. Come on. The spirit of destruction, I meant to say, that can attach itself behind them, that's the problem. Again, does God have a problem with things? No, He doesn't. If He did, He wouldn't have said, I'll add all these things to you. When it becomes a problem is, is you no longer seek God first, you're seeking after the things. Amen. That's when the spirit of distraction comes in, pulling you off to the side. When God said in Proverbs, He says, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but look straight ahead. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus. So what's he say right here? He says, we are not deceived by the tactics of the enemy to do what? To distract us, to pull us off of our assignment. Your days of being distracted are coming to an end. Somebody say amen. They're coming to an end. Why? Because I know that you're going to heed to this word. God wouldn't have gave me this word this morning if you weren't going to heed to it. And you're going to heed to this word and you're going to start pulling yourself off to a solitary place with just you and God. And God's going to begin to show you things. He's going to begin to show you what is top priority in your life. And not only that, He's going to allow you to begin to recognize what are distractions in your life. These little bitty things that you may have underestimated, right? You may have thought they are no big deal, but Jesus said it like this. He said, it's the little foxes that do what? That spoil the den. It's not this great, big, gigantic stuff that we think of. It's these little bitty issues in life that we just push to the side and keep neglecting <clears throat> and never dealing with them. That's what ends up sabotaging our future. But you're not going to let that happen. Somebody say amen. You're not going to let that happen. 
You are, listen, you are not ignorant to the devices of the enemy. Now go to Ephesians 5.15. Steve, come on up and play. Ephesians 5.15. This is the amplified version. He says, therefore, see that you walk carefully. Sounds just like Proverbs. Living life with honor and what? Purpose and courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Next verse. And making the very most of your time. I cannot stress that enough. Make the most of your time. Do you know how much time the enemy has robbed you? If you was able to see the figure, you would be very disgusted. Even as I preach this, watch this. Even as I preach this, people are distracted with this, with that, just everything. They're not focused on the things of God. And Satan is robbing them of their time. Why did he say the word wouldn't produce? Was the word the problem? No. He said they were so distracted by this and by that and by that over there that it choked the life out of the word. He says, make the very most of your time where? On earth. Recognizing and taking. There it is again. Recognizing what? And taking advantage of each opportunity. Jesus had an opportunity to believe what Peter was saying. And it would have shifted his whole course of his destiny. All of humanity would have been changed forever. You... My God, are you listening to me? That's why I told you at the beginning of this message, do not underestimate distractions. He says, so you're able to recognize and take advantage of each opportunity, using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with what? Evil. You can also say like this, the days are filled with distractions. We have more distractions now than any generation that has ever lived on the earth. More distractions, more buzz, more noise than any other time in history. And we... Distractions, distractions. Are you distracted when you're reading the Word? Are you distracted when you're out praying? Are you distracted during worship? All these things, while they may seem innocent, are really sabotaging your walk with God. They are deadly things that are sent by the enemy to pull your focus. You need to understand something, that your whole destiny can be shifted off course just by distractions in your life. Now, I know you may be watching that right now and you may be saying, I don't believe that. That's a little too extreme. But as we get into this series, I'm going to show you in the Word of God how these things could have took place all by distractions. Now, notice what we learned in this teaching. We learned about how Satan is after your time. Do you know how precious time is? 
Now, I know you may be, I know you're saying, yes, time is precious, time is precious. But how much time do we waste on things that mean absolutely nothing? Social media, games, whatever, all these things, now they're fine in their place, but when they are taking time away from the things of God, church and all these other things, what do they become? Distractions. So, <clears throat> pinpoint, focus, learn perspective, and learn what is priority in your life. And if you do those things, you are going to be able to see and to distinguish what is distractions and what belongs in your life. I want to pray for you right now, as I did last week, that you will gain understanding and wisdom and knowledge about these things of life. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, again, I pray for every person that's watching this week that may have not tuned in last week, but they are learning about the power of distractions, Lord, that they're not something that we can play around with. We have to deal with them. We have to deal with them now. I thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and understanding that as we draw away into the secret place, Lord, that you are showing us what matters and what is just something sent forth to rob us of our time. We do not want to look back in life and live in regret, thinking we should have done this, we shouldn't have wasted that. I thank you that you are opening our eyes right now to keep that from ever happening. We give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I want to take this time to thank our faith partners. Those of you who partner with this ministry, pray for this ministry. We cannot thank you enough for your continued giving and support. You and God help us, enable us to do what we do every single week. And if you're watching tonight and you may have not partnered with this ministry, why don't you prayerfully consider partnering and becoming a faith partner with this ministry? Because I'm telling you, we are expanding. God is doing some great things in this house and in this ministry. And as you partner with us, you go with us. I know that sometimes you may have a job or this or that and you can't go to the places that we go, but when you partner with this ministry, it's as if you are going. So I wanna I wanna emphasize the importance of partnership with ministry. And we also want to take this time to thank you for those who write us, con come in contact with us, just letting us know what a blessing these programs are. Trust me. It is a blessing when I hear from you. It is a blessing when I know that these teachings that God has given us is working in your life. That's why we are here. So until then, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.